Distance balls. Sure, they go far, but do they do anything else? The new ERC Soft does. Callaway completely reinvented the way a distance ball performs. Engineered with a new, fast, hybrid cover and a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core, it's a new kind of distance ball, one that actually feels soft and spins more. And once you're on the green, ERC Soft's triple track technology will help you dial in your alignment. Get Callaway's longest ball with soft feel today at callawaygolf.ca. Liberal leader Justin Trudeau has vowed that he will stand up to premiers like Ontario's Doug Ford and Alberta's Jason Kenney. But what about Quebec? I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. I talked with the Toronto Sun's Brian Lilly about the blind spot that Trudeau and some other leaders have when it comes to policy coming out of La Belle Provence. Don't forget you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your audio. I'd love it also if you could leave us a rating, maybe five stars, and a review. So, Brian, in an earlier episode of this podcast, I talk about the rise of the Bloc Québécois in Quebec. And later, I talked about Alberta being a convenient villain for the Bloc, the Liberals, and the NDP. But there's another piece to that equation that we've seen play out through this election. And that started to become plainly evident when leaders started talking about Quebec's controversial secularism bill during the leaders debate and how have each of the parties approached Quebec and bill 21? Weekly, I would say. And I, and that applies to all of them. You know, this is a bill that if it were Jason Kenney or Doug Ford, and we'll talk about the attacks on them from the liberal leader in a moment, but if this was Jason Kenney or Doug Ford passing a secularism bill and saying, look, if you're a an observant Jew who wears a yarmulke, if you are an observant Sikh that wears a turban, if you're an observant Muslim who wears a hijab, you are not welcome to apply for a job in the public service. You can't be a police officer, you can't be a teacher, you can't be a principal, you can't be a civil servant that serves the public. Mm -hmm. Well, if that were happening, then we know that all of the leaders, but especially, especially Justin Trudeau, would be denouncing them from the rooftops and saying, this is horrible, this is evil, this is bigoted, this is anti-immigrant. And yet, because it's Quebec, they are basically letting this slide. And it was really evident. I, I don't know, you know how much of the, the various French debates, because, of course, we had two debates in French mm -hmm. and one debate in English because we're a 75% Francophone. Oh, no, wait, we're not. We're 25% <laughs> Francophone, but we had twice as many French debates as English. Uh but, you know, this issue kept coming up, and it even came up in the English debate. And at one point, Justin Trudeau tried to take on Jagmeet Singh. Now, I'll include Jagmeet Singh as being weak on this, because despite the fact that he wears a turban, he is still asked, well, what will you do about Quebec? Oh, well, we don't want to, you know, intervene and blah, blah, blah. And, but Trudeau still went after him. It's like, I'm the only one that will stand up. I am the one because I may one day might possibly could intervene. He <laughs> says he's the only one that hasn't ruled out intervening. He, you know, he's trying to sound like uh, Darth Vader's little brother or something. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It was a ridiculous moment. But then in the French debate last Thursday, the official government-sanctioned French debate from the Leaders' Commission, uh, Justin Trudeau said he's fine with Quebec, 
lowering their immigration targets. They want to reduce immigration by uh, 10%, or it's, it's between 10 and 20, actually, by 10,000. So it's actually a 20% cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I made a mistake, Michael. It's a 20, it's 10,000 he wants to reduce it by. So that's a 20% cut. He is, you know, Francois Legault, the premier, wants to bring in a values test. And we all remember what it was like when Kelly Leach suggested a values test. That was horrible. That was evil. That was anti-immigrant. That was bigoted. That was racist. Oh, wait, what? Quebec wants one? Okay, well, if they want one, we're good with it. And then he's got the secularism bill. So, you know, Trudeau is really giving them a pass. He even said that it was good for them because they have a Quebec identity. What? Like the rest of... English Canada doesn't have an identity. Yeah. As someone that's traveled this country, Atlantic Canada is different than Quebec. New Brunswick is different than Nova Scotia. Ontario is different than Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan is very different than the prairies, you know, or than, than Alberta. Sorry, you're yeah. all on the prairies. But Saskatchewan's <laughs> different than Alberta. It's, you know, you actually have to travel the country and appreciate each individual section of the country to realize this idea that only Quebec is unique is false. I say that as someone who lived and worked in Quebec for a long time, who has had close ties to Quebec for more than uh, 25 years now. So this is a, an insane idea, but but it's allowed to perpetuate and it allows politicians like Justin Trudeau to get away with things. And, and I'm picking on Trudeau more than the others because he is the prime minister now. And one of his first acts after getting elected in 2015 was to intervene in a case where he wanted to continue prosecuting someone that had brought beer across a provincial boundary. That, he thinks, is a good use of prime ministerial and federal government time. But standing up for religious and ethnic minorities, uh, we don't want to get involved. And the one thing that I found odd out of that, at least during the English language debate, and when you're looking at Justin Trudeau's comments, as a whole, he says he won't intervene or he's not going to intervene right away in a bill 21 case. He's fine if Quebec lowers its immigration numbers. But in the English language debate, he made a point of saying to Maxime Bernier, but it was a shot at Andrew Scheer, that Maxime Bernier is saying all the things that Andrew Scheer is, thinks, but is scared to say publicly, i.e. let's lower immigration levels, uh, all these bigoted things that Maxime Bernier is accused of, of believing in. Justin Trudeau defends that when it comes to Quebec. Now, why is it that he feels he can get away with having a two-pronged approach to Quebec and the rest of Canada? And I guess to a lesser extent, why do other leaders follow suit when it comes to dealing with Quebec. Let me just preface this by saying that I am the son of immigrants who grew up in an immigrant neighborhood and believes that immigration is good for the country. But I'm also a realist Mm. who follows what the polling says. And even in immigrant communities, there's always an unease about future immigrants. I mean, the the old line that uh, John Stewart, uh, when he hosted The Daily Show and was doing stand-up, would say was, yeah, you know, my my grandfather, my Jewish grandfather immigrated from Russia and then turned, you know, as soon as he crossed Ellis Island, turned around and spat at the person behind him and said, get out of my country, you dirty immigrant. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's some of that, but there's also concerns about, well, this is what I had to go through and now it's easier for others. I've been hearing that my whole life and not just from my Scottish parents, but as I like to say, there was uh, the Serbians two doors down, then the Jamaicans, then the the, the Polish family down the street. Uh, the other way, it was Filipino, then Italian, then Lebanese. 
that was my neighborhood. I heard this from all of them. People always upset, feeling like, well, I had to go through a lot of hardship and now it's easy or, you know, I'm trying to bring in my cousin and now people, now they're quite literally walking across the border. And so a lot of the country would actually back a bill like C-21 out of Quebec, but nobody in the rest of the country wants to produce one and, and, and put it forward. You know, I don't care whether you're talking about John Horgan in BC, Jason Kenney in Alberta, Scott Moe in Saskatchewan, Pallister in Manitoba, any of them, none of them are going to do it. But Quebec does, and they feel confident in doing that. And the bill is polling at 70 to 80% support right now. Mm-hmm. And so none of them want to go offside of that. Uh, but I can guarantee yeah. you that even if one of those other premiers turned around and said, yeah, we're going to do that same thing. That's awesome. Let's lower immigration. Let's bring in a values test. Let's bring in a secularism law that picks on religious minorities. Well, even if it was polling at 80% support, Justin Trudeau would go after them. In the last election, and so would most of the media, and most of the media in English Canada has been uh, complicit in helping the leaders get away with this because they don't push them on it. They're like, oh, well, but Quebec's different. Uh, to heck with that. I've, you know, as I said, lived and worked there, was married to a Quebecer for years. I know the province inside and out. To heck with that. This is a racist, bigoted law. But if you wanted to bring it in somewhere else, it wouldn't matter that 80% supported it. They would still go after it. They would attack it. They would call it all the things that it actually is. But they won't do that in Quebec um, because in the Quebec media, they actually have debates about these things. Last election, when the conservatives, I mean, the, the most horrific thing they said was, if you're wearing in a cab while you're taking the oath of citizenship, you need to remove the niqab so we can see you and your face as you take the oath of citizenship. And that was denounced. And it was mm-hmm. attacked constantly in English media as always bigoted and awful. In Quebec, they had a full discussion of, of it. Polling showed that more than 80% of Canadians across the country agreed with the bill. Now, if you had said, we're going to ban the niqab, I think in English Canada, at least, it would have been a different thing. But in that instance, people were saying, yeah, you should show your face while you're doing that. Didn't matter. The English media called it horrible. They attacked Harper and they went after it. But they're giving a pass to Quebec just like Trudeau is. And and nobody wants to to really stand up on this. I assume a lot of it comes down to the idea that, as you said, the law is popular in Quebec. There are a lot of seats up for grabs in Quebec. And the Bloc Québécois is once again more of a force. Is that a fair assessment of why Quebec may be getting a pass here? Not that it's right necessarily, because uh, as you said, that uh, they've denounced the law, but they don't say that they're going to do anything about it. But that the idea that there are those factors in place that almost make it as though they need to pander to these votes. And perhaps to a degree, that's accurate. I, you know, I think that your your assessment's accurate and the block is on the rise again, but the block is on the rise, partly because they're thumping their chest on this bill and on other issues. And and I just want to point out that the block had all but disappeared from uh, Quebec politics. It was on the demise between the Harper Conservatives deciding that they were going to stay out of provincial jurisdiction and stop trying to dictate to the provinces what to do, and the NDP walking mm-hmm. in um, 
you know, because in the Harper minority years, the the NDP wasn't big, the bloc was, but they kept falling off, falling off, falling off. And and it got to the point where the, the NDP was able to come in and say, we're progressive and we believe all the things you do and vote for us. And it worked. And so the bloc's gone due to the Harper conservatives and the, the latent NDP. Now they're on the rise. Guess what else is on the rise? Western separatism, Western alienation. I don't have to tell you about that, Dave. Uh, you, you're out there uh, living it in Alberta. But, you know, in what's the prime minister's response? Campaign against Alberta. Yeah. He, he stands up for Quebec and campaigns against Alberta saying, telling Quebecers, vote for me so that I can stand up against Alberta and Ontario. What does he have to do? What does he have to actually stand up against these provinces for? I'm not, I don't follow that logic because, you know, there's been a lot of, especially dealing with Ontario, he's, Justin Trudeau has talked about cuts to things like education and he's going to stand up to Doug Ford. Well, education has nothing to do with the federal government. And education spending is up as we've talked about before, but I'll read you the full quote because he does explain what he's talking about. So he's in Montreal on Wednesday morning and he's asked about, you know, making a pitch for Quebec votes. And he says about the liberals, he says, quote, we've demonstrated that we as a team of Quebecers are always there to stand up for Quebec values and indeed Canadian values. Where Quebecers need their voices to be heard, where Quebecers need to stand up and fight, is against those like Jason Kenney and Doug Ford and other conservative politicians who don't do anything on fighting poverty, on fighting climate change, on tightening gun control. End quote. So let me just point out that Stephen Harper left office. Poverty was at an all-time low. Uh, On fighting climate Mm -hmm. change, Justin Trudeau came in and adopted Stephen Harper's Uh, climate change targets. And on tightening gun control, the gun violence that most of us see in our cities is actually driven by, you you can chart it, the rise of fentanyl, the rise of opioids has led to a change in how organized crime deals with uh, drugs. It has led to an increase in gun violence. And we're seeing an uptick in gun violence in every major city across the country. Uh, You can change all the gun control legislation you want, people that are going to deal fentanyl and buy illegal guns won't care that, well, I'm already breaking a dozen laws. What's another half dozen more? Yeah. What do you think the fallout is for all of this come next week? I mean, there, Andrew Scheer could be prime minister next week, so some of it could be moot, although he would have uh, Quebec to deal with and potentially a, a renewed reinvigorated Bloc Québécois. But what do you suppose the fallout is if there's a Justin Trudeau win next week? That's actually a question I'd like to ask you, because I think that your province (laughs) is going to turn around and revolt if there is a liberal government next week. I think, you know, if if there's a, a sheer minority government or even a sheer majority, which is on the margins of possible, but not, yeah. Not crazy, but it's on the margins. Uh, if there's a sheer majority or minority, I think the country will move on and there won't be riots in the streets. And as far as Quebec goes, uh, he'll mostly just do what Stephen Harper did, stay out of their way. Mm-hmm. You know, Quebec and Alberta actually have an awful lot in common in that factor. Um, they probably take the federal government to court more than most other provinces to say, stay the heck out of our jurisdiction. So yeah. it's, uh, 
you know, I, I don't expect Andrew Scheer to be giving Quebec any special favors. The NDP would. The NDP would actually say that broadcasting is now a now has to follow Bill 101, the French Language Act in Quebec. And that would mean that at the radio station I used to work at in Montreal, that everything that you do has to be done in French until you turn the microphone on. Wait a minute. So I've got to write hmm. my script for English radio in French? Or I have to write it using a French version of Microsoft Word because that's how draconian the bill is. Look, I know that people in Quebec ignore the law all the time. They do what works for them. Uh, but that's what the law actually says. I, I, I don't think that there's going to be any major problems if Sheer wins. I think that the real problem for national unity is if Justin Trudeau wins, then We've got Saskatchewan and Alberta on a fast track to starting separate parties. And that's worrisome for me. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see next week uh, in the event of a, a Trudeau win, what happens with the Trans Mountain Pipeline? I think that if if there's a minority government and and that's used as a bargaining chip by some of the smaller parties to to get their support, it could pose problems for Alberta. Um, if that, if Justin Trudeau does the brave thing and says, no, we're going to build that pipeline because we bought it and we said we're going to build it and it's important, that could go a long way to diffusing some of the anger directed at Ottawa. But I guess it's, you know, all of it's up in the air till we count all those votes. And, and when you look at the numbers right now, and I've spoken to Daryl Bricker from Ipsos, John Wright from DART, uh, Nick Kovales from Campaign Research. Uh, you talk to serious pollsters, and what they will tell you is that despite the race being tight, they don't see a way where the liberals win more seats than the conservatives. But none of them are saying we're headed for a majority either way. So at this point, and you know, we're, we're, we we have to acknowledge things change quickly in campaigns, or can yeah. At this point, the liberals, the only way they get power is by combining with the NDP and the Greens, and they don't want anything to do with Trans Mountain Pipeline. And so if they partner with the NDP and the Greens to scupper Alberta, things will get even worse. Brian, thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Dave. 10-3 is produced by Carson Jarama. Additional production from Bryce Hall. Theme music from Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Brian Lilly. More from him at torontosun.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.